It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Tuesday morning here at Wax 104.5. Glad to have you along at the shank of the day. We've got chores to do, Bob and Jill to do that. As the weather forecast, not bad for early fall. A little chilly overnight the next couple of nights, especially tonight into tomorrow morning. You got some plants you want to protect. Now, it's a forecast for 33 around our area, but uh, it's looking like it's going to be maybe a little colder than that in uh, some other areas. So do be careful because uh, you might want to protect a few plants. Obviously, the corn and beans, (laughs) they got to fend for themselves. But otherwise, uh, it'll cool off. But really a nice week. If you got uh, corn silage to make, uh, the weather's not going to slow you down. I don't see any rain all the way out for about a week at least. So, again, good weather for fall. 50s the next couple of days and 60s, 70 on Saturday. So, not bad at all. As we look at the chores this morning, a lot of interesting things going on. Jill, a dairy cooperative in the state, uh, made an announcement. The Foremost Farms made an announcement. Uh, it's not well, gonna not gonna make us happy. No, it's not gonna make us happy. They're All closing right. a couple plants. All right, so we'll tell you where and what the strategy for that is. Also, the crop progress report and how far the harvest is along, as far as corn silage and uh, corn for grain in some areas. My big question of the day is, and I was trying to think of this as I look at these gas prices and I've been following the price of a barrel of oil religiously. <laughs> <laughs> Getting to be fanatical about that. The November crude oil price went down another dollar ninety a barrel. It's down to seventy six dollars and eighty four cents. Now that's still pretty high, but it's nowhere near the the ninety ninety five a hundred dollars a barrel price we saw earlier. But yet over the last few days, the gas price has gone up. So what is going on? And I was trying to figure out, and maybe you can help me, Jill. Here, maybe you remember the last time. Gas prices went up, and everybody talked about, oh, nobody's going to be buying the big SUVs and the pickup trucks and the vehicles that uh, take a lot of gas. Haven't heard a word about that since uh, this particular situation. Have you? I haven't heard a word either. I wonder if there's availability of stuff, though, because those lots are still a little bit sparse. I don't know. That would be their excuse, I'm sure. Their reasoning, I should say. But again... November crude oil down a dollar ninety at seventy six dollars and eighty four cents, and uh, that's coming down. It really has come down the last month or so, and uh, why these prices are going the other direction at the pump, I don't know. But I'm trying to figure out when that was. When that's you know everybody said, oh, we're not going to buy big SUVs, we're not going to buy pickups because the gas price is up, but gas prices weren't this high. And I want to go back and do some history and see what the price of oil was back then. But And I know people are going to throw the supply chain situation in there and everything else. But uh, something doesn't add up to me. But <laughs> but I, I wasn't all that good in math ever anyway. But uh, we'll proceed on this morning. We'll take a look at, uh, again, what Foremost Farms have in their plans, how the crops look this morning. We'll take a look at the weather and a whole bunch more. Lots of things are coming up next week. We'll be in Madison for World Dairy Expo. So uh, it's getting to be a busy, busy time of the year. But I'll tell you, the corn silage harvest should continue nicely. 
Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. As we said, it looks like full speed ahead for the corn silage harvest. Partly cloudy today, tomorrow, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, next Monday, next Tuesday. 56 today, 58 tomorrow, then 60s on Thursday and Friday. Looks like about 70 on Saturday, 68 on Sunday. Tonight around here, it'll get down to about 33 degrees, so you know it's going to get a bunch colder than that some places. It's 44 right now in the Chippewa Valley. There we go. Water under the bridge. And boy, I'll tell you, if you're in Florida, but right now... We're going to be water under the bridge, over the bridge, and every place else as those uh, hurricanes are hitting down there. So if you uh, got relatives down there, keep in touch. Looks like pretty dangerous, especially on the West Coast. About a minute after 5, this is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Let's get some news. NBC News Radio, I'm Trey Thomas. Hurricane Ian is nearing western Cuba as a strong Category 2 storm. The latest update from the National Hurricane Center puts the storm about 85 miles east of Cuba's western tip with sustained winds of 110 miles per hour. In Florida, officials and residents are preparing for the worst, with the storm expected to intensify as it approaches Florida's west coast Wednesday into Thursday. NASA is putting away the mass of Artemis moon rocket to protect it from Hurricane Ian. Mark Mayfield has the story. Managers made that decision on Monday based on the expected weather conditions from the storm in the coming days around the Kennedy Space Center area in eastern Florida. The move delays the third launch attempt for the Artemis 1 mission, which is working to send an uncrewed capsule around the moon. Technical issues halted the first two attempts to get the rocket into space. The setback is likely to push NASA's next try into November. The University of Idaho is warning staff not to provide birth control pills or reproductive health services after the state's near-total abortion ban went into effect last month. The warning in a memo that went out last week advised against providing birth control pills and condoms. The university issued the warning because the law is unclear on birth control for what it calls prevention of conception. Vice President Harris is sent to visit the Korean demilitarized zone on Thursday. The White House said she'll travel to the area dividing the Korean peninsula to meet with service members and get a briefing from U.S. commanders. It's all part of this week's trip to Asia where Harris is leading a U.S. delegation at the funeral of former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe. You're listening to NBC News Radio. For those who work in Acres, not in hours. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, weather shouldn't stop anybody from getting stuff done outside, chopping corn or putting flowers away, whatever the case may be. 56, partly cloudy today, down to 33 tonight around here, so you know that means it might get colder if you're down in the coolies and the hollows. So again, be prepared for that. Tomorrow on Wednesday, 58, partly cloudy. Thursday, Friday, 60s. Saturday, 70, Sunday, 68, Monday, 60s, partly cloudy. I don't see rain in here for at least a week. Right now, Rice Lake's 39, Medford 36, 41 in Wausau, 37 in Marshfield, 41 in La Crosse, 45 in Green Bay, Madison, Sun Prairie, balmy 42 this morning, 50 degrees in Milwaukee, and it's 44 here in the Chippewa Valley. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. 
Keeping Wisconsin strong. All business owners want the same thing, to make their business succeed. At Rural Mutual, they help that happen. As the third largest writer of commercial business in Wisconsin, they take the time to learn your business so they can properly protect you. Call your local agent today or visit RuralMutual.com. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's check the numbers on a Tuesday morning, courtesy of Rural Mutual Insurance. And Jill, livestock, please. Choice-fed beef steers are 138 to 159 with mixed at 90 to 137. Choice-fed beef heifers are 136 to 155 with mixed at 80 to 135. Choice-fed Holstein steers are 132 to 138 with select and silage-fed steers 85 to 130. Cows are 63 to 110. Bulls are 70 to 107. Butcher hogs are 75 to 90. Sows are 58 and down. Boars are 22 to 26. With shorn market lambs, 90 to 102. Unshorn market lambs, 80 to 102. And feeder lambs, 75 to $2. Livestock were lower at the close of the mercantile exchange in the futures trade. October live cattle, 143.47. Down seventy-seven. December cattle one forty-seven thirty-five down a dollar twenty. February down a dollar and a quarter at one fifty-one forty-five. And April finished at one fifty-five twelve down a dollar thirty. Feeder cattle for October one seventy-seven oh seven down a dollar twenty-seven. November one seventy-seven oh five that was down a dollar twenty. January's at one seventy-seven seventy-two that was down a dollar seventy-five. And March feeder cattle down 205 at 18012. Lean hog carcass contracts October at 9037 down 225. December at uh, 7940 that was down 340. February hogs 8365 down 340 and April at 8920 down 327. Board of Trade was lower yesterday in the day trade. A stronger dollar, interest rate increases, harvest pressure. Lots of things putting pressure on prices. But overnight, prices a little higher as we look this morning. December corn up three cents at six sixty nine. The oats up four at three eighty three. December wheat eight to nine cents higher at eight sixty six. November beans up thirteen at fourteen twenty four and soy meal for December up two dollars a ton at four hundred and nineteen dollars and fifty cents. Dairy markets, uh, barrel cheese down a penny, 217.5. Blocks up a nickel at 201. Butter unchanged at $3.13 a pound. September class three, 1987. That was unchanged. October down eight at 2082. November down 40 at 2030. December down 26 at 2017. And January down 31 at uh, 2008. And uh, $20 milk out through at least next August on the trade. As uh, we take a look at some of our farm news this morning, it's almost 10 minutes after five foremost farms. The crops all in the news today that we'll take a look at. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Always fun out at the Loopy Dome, that is for sure. Well, let's take a look at some of our farm news this morning. And Jill, let's start out with foremost farms. What's the latest? Well, Foremost Farms is planning to close two plants in Wisconsin. Foremost Farms corporate headquarters confirmed the upcoming closings of their Milan and Plover locations at the end of the year. The board of directors and leadership of Foremost Farms cite aging facilities with production limitations along with labor tech challenges for the closings. 
the cost of upgrading equipment with new technologies to meet the standards of production was also a factor in the decision to close both plants. Approximately 100 employees were notified of the changes last Friday. Foremost Farms is encouraging employees to apply at one of their other plants and is also offering assistance to finding other employment. And I called down to Foremost Farms, their corporate headquarters in Baraboo, and a spokesperson sent back a message to just to confirm what we already learned. After careful consideration and exploring many options, Foremost Farms reached the decision to discontinue operations in our Milan and Plover, Wisconsin plants, effective by December 31st, 2022. We notified employees in these locations on Friday, September 23rd. The decision is not a reflection on the performance of the employees and the leaders in these locations. We recognize their dedication to the cooperative in their communities. However, the Foremost Farms Board of Directors and Leadership agreed it is in the best interest for the performance of the cooperative as a whole to discontinue operations in these locations. The production limitations in both of these aging facilities and labor challenges have created financial inefficiencies, and it would take significant investments to bring the plants up to date and to add the kind of technology necessary. Therefore, the decision was made to move operations to other plants that are newer or already have the technology in place. Foremost Farms will support the impacted employees, approximately 100 with both locations combined, through this transition, and we will not eliminate any positions prior to the closings. The cooperative is encouraging impacted employees to consider applying for positions in other Foremost Farms locations and will also offer assistance to help employees find new positions in other area companies. And that's the word from Foremost Farms. At the end of the year, the Milan and Plover plants will be closed. And we've got more farm news to take a look at. Uh, how the crop's doing, both condition-wise and harvest-wise. We'll look at more of that news coming up. Brought to you by Ag Country Farm Credit Services. Ag Country Farm Credit Services offers a wide range of fixed interest rate options to match each customer's needs. If future interest rates fall, customers can take advantage of our rate conversion options to capture opportunity. Discover the Egg Country Advantage that provides our customers long-term interest rate protection. To learn more about your options, contact your local Egg Country office today. Egg Country, focused on egg, focused on you. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And drove by Govan on the interstate Sunday. I was taking my son back to the airport so he could go back to... Uh, the U.S. Army and uh, service as a, a military soldier, obviously, and looks like they were busy, busy, busy at Govins. A lot of fun over there, so you're looking for something to do over the weekend, or maybe in the afternoons, whatever. Govins, great place, that's for sure. Well, the crops are coming off as you drive around. You see uh, corn fields aren't what they used to be because <laughs> they're, they're getting chopped. Uh, Jill, what's the status? So those corn and soybean harvests are underway around the country as the condition of both crops remain in the 55% range to good to excellent quality. 
This week's crop progress report shows 17% of the corn for grain has now been combined, slight behind both last year and the five-year average. Texas farmers are furthest along with 72% of their corn off, while Iowa's at 5% done and Illinois at 6% harvested. Farmers have also harvested 8% of their soybeans, also slightly behind last year and the five-year average. Farmers in the south are the furthest along, while Midwest farmers are just getting started harvesting those beans. Here in Wisconsin, the corn and soybean crops remain in the upper 70% range in good to excellent quality as both crops are slightly behind average in finishing the growing season. But state farmers have put up 39% of their corn silage, about a week behind normal. They've also got 56% of the fall potatoes picked and made 89% of their fourth hay crop. Topsoil moisture is now rated 89% adequate to surplus, 10% short, and 1% very short. And I was looking at the report that came out yesterday. I thought, well, who's who's reporting very short topsoil moisture with all the rain? Remember those heavy rains we got last week? Well, very short. Northwest Wisconsin, 2%. North Central, 1%. West Central, 1%. The one that really surprised me is South Central Wisconsin, where... Down that area, they got five, six, seven inches of rain in one fall, one rainfall. They still report 1% very short, 11% short. So I don't know what <laughs> where that rain missed, but it sure looked like most of south-central Wisconsin got drenched last week. But uh, evidently not, because uh, they are reporting some pretty significant uh, shortage of rainfall and moisture, topsoil moisture. I know they were dry. And also, uh, winter wheat planted 30% or 39% uh, complete. So, uh, again, crops are uh, moving along as far as the harvest is concerned. And the condition of the crop remains very, very good here in our part of the country. For the most part, I know there are isolated spots where uh, it's been touched up. Hey, we're going to get an update on the uh, vet school you know, they got construction down there. What about that? What about uh, students? What about uh, who they're serving? We'll find out about more. Are they getting small animal vets? They turn out large animal vets? What's going on at Madison? That's next on Wax, almost 19 minutes after 5 o'clock. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. If you drive along Campus Drive at the University of Wisconsin-Madison or get into the campus a, a little bit, you'll see construction. That's nothing new. There's always construction on the Madison campus. Bob Bosold here at the northern end of the world's longest barn and a graduate of Cal's in Madison who walked through a lot of that construction over the years. But the vet school is going through uh, some expansion, modernization. Pam, how far along are they? <laughs> Not as far as I think they'd like, Bob, but yeah, to your point, I think I counted five of those high cranes uh, that was on the UW-Madison campus just dedicated to the School of Veterinary Medicine, and it's approximate $128 million investment in renovating and expanding that campus footprint. I talked about it with Dr. Christy, Christy Thorson. She's a associate dean in the dean's office, and unbeknownst to me, she has basically dedicated the last decade of her life to that project from beginning to end. She gives us a little bit of background into how the project came about and what we can look forward to on the UW-Madison campus for the School of Veterinary Medicine. 
So I've been working on this project for nearly 10 years, starting with the planning, conceptualizing what did we need, uh, then thinking about how we were going to fund it, involved with fundraising, legislative approval, and then intimately involved with all of the planning and design, and now the exciting part, the mm -hmm. construction, which I get to see outside my window every day. Yeah, boy, and it is, if you haven't been able to see it on campus or even online, this is a monumental project. Let's go back to the fundraising. I know that numbers change, and you were trying to do all this with a pandemic at play. Tell us a little bit about what it was like to reach out to those sponsors and initially what their thoughts were about this kind of a facility in Madison, Wisconsin. Well, for better or for worse, any time we brought someone to our current facility, we didn't have to work very hard to convince them of the need of how important it was for us to expand to meet the demand that we have from clients and then, of course, our teaching needs as well. Uh, we were a facility built to see about... 12,000, 13,000 patient visits a year, and we're at about 30,000. You think of 10 specialties that we planned for in the late 70s, and we're now well over 20 specialties, and just how science and equipment and facilities have changed over that time. Uh, we are bursting at the seams, and we needed space to accommodate modern imaging, mm -hmm. other kinds of equipment needs, uh, and this project is allowing us to do that. Now, if I recall correctly, this is literally a state-of-the-art facility that's not really replicated many places in the world. Give me some of the real standout features, Christy, as far as this facility and what it's going to offer. Sure. So a couple unique things that we have, for example, is we have the only large animal isolation facility mm -hmm. in the state. Okay. And it, it works, it functions, um, but we know that we could do a little bit better. So mm -hmm. we're going to be able to improve that uh, and, and have that available for um, people not only in the state, but of mm -hmm. course all over the Midwest. Uh, in terms of specialized equipment and opportunities uh, from the cancer care side, we had what was the world's first um, in a animal hospital tomotherapy unit, which is targeted cancer therapy mm -hmm. that is very specific and it only goes to the tumor and um, spares surrounding mm -hmm. healthy tissue. And we've since been able to upgrade that. And um, not only were we the first school to have that equipment, we helped uh, partner with uh, our friends over on the human side in developing that technology. Dogs were the first patients here, successful, and is now worldwide company and, and options. So that's another example of specialized treatment here. Uh, we're going to, with the expansion, we're going to have um, MRI, PET CT, yeah. which will be new, but MRI will be able to bring in the building and have that accessible for both small and large animal mm -hmm. hospital now, as well as CT uh, available for large animals building on um, our standing CT machine that we put in a few years ago. So th those are just a few examples. Well, and I know from previous conversations with uh, Dean Markell, you know, if you never needed those facilities, you'd never realize some were outside, some were in a trailer, some had been literally carved from the building to accommodate that new equipment. So this is really good news. Now, let's talk a little bit about the balance. Um, a lot of people may say, oh, sure, they're building this for small animal. That's not really the case, though, correct? 
this is both small and large animal hospital improvements and expansions, absolutely. Uh, Other significant improvements, for example, for a large animal hospital, I mentioned the isolation. Mm -hmm. I mentioned the improved um, opportunities for imaging. Uh, A covered arena, which uh, might seem, you know, that is one thing that did not change from the late 70s is Wisconsin weather, Um, but we're very (laughs) excited to have that covered arena to better serve um, our clients and their animals here. Right. Now let's talk about the the teaching space. Um, It's wonderful to have all the technology available, but boy, if you've tried to be on staff here at the veterinary school over the past couple of years, the buddy system applied and sometimes it was buddy, buddy. So tell me a little bit about how that's going to be adjusted. So we're really excited and within our hospital space and clinic space uh, that it's going to improve how we can teach and train our students. So we're going to have dedicated rounds rooms, for example, where students and staff can meet together to review cases mm-hmm. uh, rather than trying to do that in crowded hallways where yeah. people are passing by. And again, that's just a function of the growth that we've had that mm-hmm. we didn't have um, good space for that in the past. So we're going to have that significant improvement going forward. And that obviously impacts uh, the quality of students you can attract. Also, it has to help attract more faculty. Absolutely. And having, you know, we know that having modern updated spaces make a difference in where people want to go and their perception. Um, you know, I, I feel like we're bringing up the space to meet the quality of the people yeah. that we've had uh, here mm-hmm. and the students and our amazing uh, faculty and staff and, and technicians, um, and this will allow us to add more yeah. and meet the demand that's out there for our services. And again, that's Dr. Christy Thorson at the UW-Madison Vet School. Lots of uh, good new things going on at the vet school. And again, they do focus on large animal vets, although they, obviously they train small animal vets. But our Pam Yonke visiting with Dr. Thorson is the... Uh, the cranes are still in place there at the UW Vet School expansion on the campus, uh, the West Campus there at the, the university. 28 minutes after 5 o'clock, and uh, how about some markets on a Tuesday morning? Rocky's going to join us next from Premier Livestock in Withy. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Now let's get some market information. 29 minutes after 5 o'clock. Again, about 44 degrees right now and uh, partly cloudy today, 56. Rocky Olson joins us. We're over at Premier Livestock in the Withy area. And uh, no horns with a bull yet, huh, Rocky? No. I've uh, been doing a little bear hunting. Haven't even went bull hunting yet. But uh, I also haven't found the right one yet. That, that, little, for, that, that daughter of yours got to be getting anxious. She She's actually, we've been practicing with her bow. She's never went bow hunting before. I said, she, well, she gets real good, she can go out with a bow. So, Well, that's good. Is she getting close? She's getting close. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, if she gets one like she did with her rifle the first time, she'll be able to quit by the time she's 12, 14 years old with a big deer she's already got. Man, oh, man. Well, it's Tuesday. uh, What's the market activity look like this week at Premier? Uh, thank you, Bob. Uh, good morning, everyone. This is how the market shaped up yesterday here at Premier. Uh, we sold uh, right at a thousand head. Uh, fed cattle traded steady. High choice and prime Holstein steers one thirty three to one forty five. Select and low choice uh, one. 
122 to 132. Uh, choice beef steers and heifers from 135 to 148.50. Market cows were steady, high yielding cows from 82 to 95. Uh, many other cows selling from 67 to 81. Market bulls high yielding from 97 to a dollar 16. Uh, lower yielding 96 and down. Organic market cows sold every Monday. Uh, yesterday the high yielding organics were from 90 to a dollar nine. Lower yielding 89 and down. Uh, organic steers did sell up to a dollar forty. Uh, we had over five hundred and fifty head of calves yesterday. Uh, Holstein bull calves sold mostly from seventy-five to one hundred and sixty-five per head. Your beef calves one fifty to four fifteen. Holstein heifer calves ten to ninety. Uh, today, Tuesday, special monthly dairy heifer auction. We're expecting over five hundred head of dairy heifers. Going to have uh, all classes of bred heifers, all sizes of open heifers. Uh, quality will be excellent. For for the sale today, we got many long AI heifers uh, from 27 to 33,000 pound herds. Uh, we will start that auction off at 11 o'clock a.m. today. Uh, if you're bringing heifers for vet checks this morning, we certainly like to have those heifers in by 10 a.m. to get through the shoots. Uh, this Wednesday, we got over 300 Holstein Parlor Freestall cows, uh, some excellent reputation fresh cow and spring and heifer consignments. Questions, give us a call at Premier 715-229-2500. Full listing of all these upcoming sales and consignments at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Online bidding will be available through Cattle USA for both these big dairy sales this week. And uh, next uh, week, Tuesday, that'll be our special feeder cattle auction. Uh, that's also going to be a customer appreciation day for next Tuesday. If you want to consign to that customer appreciation sale on your feeder cattle, uh, certainly give us a call. Let us know what you got coming. That helps uh, bring more buyers to the table when you get more cattle listed for the sale. So that's the way it's shaped up, Bob, and uh, we'll give you the full report tomorrow morning. Mark, are the parking lot filling up? Uh, it it just starting, just just starting to get rolling here. But yeah, that's another thing. Uh, November sales, so you can start bringing equipment. Sounds good. Well, good week to go look at cattle. I'll tell you that. Yep, I won't be sweating too much. No, you won't. Partly cloudy, 50s, 60s, even up to 70 by Saturday. So enjoy it, Rocky. We'll talk to you in the morning. You too. Thank you. There he goes. That's Rocky Olson over there at Premier Livestock in the Withy area. And we're going to get a look at our weather coming up on WAX. We'll get uh, Mike Dandry to join us and tell us what's going on. He doesn't have a lot to say, I don't think, because it looks like it's pretty consistently pretty decent weather coming our way. Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, I think it's about 44 degrees around here, but we're going to find out for sure what's ahead. Mike Dandry is over at uh, Skywarn 13 this morning. Morning, Mike. Good morning, Bob. How are you? Good. A little, little chilly in the morning, but boy, I'll tell you, for the corn silage harvest or picking pumpkins or anything like that, well, it's going to be at least a week of <laughs> nice weather, huh? Yeah, exactly. And today, well, it'll be a little on the cooler side, even cooler than yesterday, but we have that warm-up that's heading our way. Now, that said, today will be filled with a good bit of sunshine, mid-50s for our high. Now, tonight, we may have some frost and potentially some freeze out of that as well, with our lows mostly dipping to the low 30s. Kicking off tomorrow with a little bit of that frost, and we'll have more sunshine throughout the day, warming up to around the upper 50s. Then tomorrow night, upper 30s for our lows, partly cloudy, and more sunshine to take us into the weekend, and that 
that's where our warm-up starts. So Thursday into the low 60s, Friday and Saturday into the upper 60s, potentially some low 70s as well. And again, as you had mentioned, Bob, looks like uh, great for the corn harvest and, uh, you know, picking pumpkins, uh, things like that. And Sunday and Monday still holding on to some warmer temperatures into the upper 60s and low 70s. But right now, well, it's 42 degrees and partly cloudy conditions in Eau Claire. So I don't have to put the top up on the convertible yet. It's not over. <laughs> it's not over yet, Bob. All right. We still got a few rides in the store. Thank you, Mike. Absolutely. Have a good one. You bet. Mike Dandry over there at Skywarn 13. Looking at the weather on wax. Brought to you by Northside Elevator at Loyal and a few other places as well. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we're going to go into the newsroom right now. Morgan McCarthy is uh, going to join us to tell us what is going on. You like this weather better than summer? You know what? I love a nice, crisp fall morning. I really do, especially now that there are some uh, overachieving trees that have already started to turn. It's the prettiest time of year to be here, but I, it, it almost feels like a jack-in-the-box, like you know what's coming. Winter's coming. Someone's <laughs> turning the handle. Mother Nature's turning the handle, and eventually that snow and cold is going to pop up, but you can't beat this time of year in Wisconsin. No, it is gorgeous, especially as the leaves start to turn, and they haven't really started to turn a whole lot yet that I've seen. A few we, spots. But we not. have the, a couple trees up by us in the back roads of Dunn County that always go first. It's like the, they're the overachievers that ruin it for yeah, the rest yeah, of the class. Yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah. always have those kids. We call them our valid Victorian trees because they're going straight <laughs> to the head of the class this year. All right. Well, uh, you do the same thing. Go to the head of the class by telling us what's going on. And we'll do that. We'll start with some of those headlines and we continue in our area. Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. It's in Chippewa that we start with a new judge hearing Lily Peters' murder case. 715 Newsroom coverage with John DeMaster brings us details. The defense last week used its exemption to get a new judge in the case. A 14-year-old reported to be her cousin is looking at homicide charges after police say he beat, strangled, then sexually assaulted her back in May. Nobody's saying why the defense wanted a new judge. The defense is fighting to get the case moved to juvenile court. There's a hearing on that scheduled for Thursday. I'm John DeMaster. Well, the Wisconsin Elections Commission has released a series of videos that walk people through the process of how an election operates in Wisconsin. Spokesperson Riley Vetterkind here talking with us, saying that the videos are being sent out to teachers to use in civics classes, but they're really kind of meant for everyone. So we just want to provide them the tools uh, to be informed about how elections work so that they can, um, you know, have more engaged conversations um, so that they can have accurate conversations about what's going on so that we can all work to make elections administration better in this state. And you can find those videos online when you make a stop first and an easy click at 715newsroom.com. Well, somebody in Sheboygan County is Wisconsin's first person to get West Nile this year. The state's Department of Health Services confirming that case yesterday. Now, there have been a handful of West Nile cases in animals across our state this year, but this is the first human case, usually because this is the time of year when West Nile typically peaks in people. Folks are out around that dusk and dawn time a little more often. The Pentagon continues to send more work to Oshkosh as we connect the national stage to our state. Oshkosh Defense yesterday announced it's landed a $263 million contract to produce trailers for the Army. They're officially called the Enhanced Heavy Equipment Transporter System. Oshkosh Defense already makes trucks that haul the trailers in the contract. That'll last for five years. Not quite clear yet if that work will be done here in Scani or at another plant.
And if you've ever sifted through some of the thrift sale goodies to see what treasures you could unearth, well, hopefully your luck strikes like a man in Maine. 13th century manuscript. He bought it at an estate sale for much less than it's worth, we'll say. Will Sidiri said he was at the sale in Waterville when he spotted the framed page of Latin script, and it reminded him of something he saw during a course he took on medieval manuscripts. Sidiri showed the page to his former professor, who sent it to a colleague who confirmed it appeared to have been written in France during the late 13th century. The page could be worth up to $10,000, but Sidiri said he has no plans to sell it. I'm Brian Shook. And we send you back to the barn with the uh, completely priceless Bob Bolsold, Jim <laughs> Welkin, the Midwest Farm Show on Wax, 104.5. Get 10000 bucks for me. Take it and run. I get excited if I find something in the free box that my dogs can chew up. Are you telling me? <laughs> I know it. I know it. But uh, I'll tell you, thrift sales are a, a great American pastime. Oh, I, I love poking around there. Oh, or flea yeah. markets or anything. Uh, I'll poke around all day to see what kind of treasures I can find. Yeah, a lot of fun out there. That's for sure. Thanks, Morgan. Anytime, Bob. Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom this morning, and uh, she'll be back all morning long here on Wax, the morning show with uh, Alex and uh, Morgan. I think Office Cora will be in. they got uh, lots of things going on. we got a lot of things going on, too. Joe, we're going to get to markets, but uh, the cattle industry continues to well, in some places, struggle out west where they didn't get any rain. They don't have feed for the cattle or putting them in the market. What are the latest numbers? Well, United States cattle and calves on feed is the second highest inventory since 1996. Data collected from the USDA's National Agricultural Statistics Service reports a total of 11.3 million head on feed on September 1st, 45,000 more than last year's numbers. Cattle going into feedlots in August totaled 2.11 million head, slightly more than last August. Iowa's cattle on feed numbers held steady, with Nebraska and Texas numbers each increasing by 4% compared to last year, with Kansas and Colorado's cattle on feed numbers decreasing by 4 and 5% respectively in August. And of course you know where it's been dry because August is early to put uh, out west cattle on feed in those lots. But they don't have pasture. You got to get them off pasture that's not there and put them in the lots and start feeding them. And that adds more expense to the finished product. So, uh, again, dry weather out west is, uh, has been a real problem. That's for sure. All right. Other things going on. Lots of other things going on as we're about 22 minutes before, or 23 minutes rather, before six o'clock on the calendar. We do have things uh, going on. Jill, give us an idea of some of the things we've got to look at. Well, ProVision Partners has a burndown day today at the Auburndale Fertilizer Office from 10 to 1. And I think there was lunch included with what Brad told us last week. Farmers Union. And- there, there is now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he did tell me that. So anyway, the Farmers Union is setting up their annual meetings. There's one in St. Croix for St. Croix County. That is today at 7 o'clock at the Stanton Town Hall. And bring a dish to pass. <laughs> so that should be a good one. Um, Eau Claire has uh, their annual meeting for Farmers Union on September 30th. So that's Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. at the Goat Coffee House. They must not go to high school football games. They're going to have that meeting on Friday night. Well, yeah, I don't know. That's I'm just reading what the script tells me. But maybe maybe they'll uh, sneak in and maybe they can live stream it or something. 
the meaning of the game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> what else is going on around the area? There's artificial insemination trading that starts today. It's online starting today from 7 to 9 p.m. And that is today and then be Thursday from 7 to 9 p.m. And then in person, they gather together on October 6th. Who's putting that on? Is that that, uh, through PDPW or Extension Service or do they tell us on that thing? Got to find out who's putting it on so they know how they get virtually involved in it. Well, it's at, uh, it's out of Dorchester is where the uh, in-person part is. And you need to have registered, but you could contact them. And it's Heather Schles. Oh, that's a bad name. I can't do Schlesinger. Schlesinger. Yeah, it's at Wisconsin Edu. All right. So continuing education. All right. What else? Anything else going on that we need to talk about here? Well, if you're wanting to go out and see those cranberry bogs, the Pittsville FFA FFA alumni is giving their cranberry tours. It's a two-hour cranberry tour. And you, it starts, uh, the first dates available are September 29th and 30th, and then into October. And you can start, the tours begin at 9.30 a.m., and then you get some tasty lunch with the cranberry stuff. All right, and who do they contact to get on the cranberry tours? Through Pittsville High School, and the cranberry class students actually lead those tours. But uh, do they give us, uh, Lindsay Meisner is the uh, ag instructor over at Pittsville High School. So get in touch with her, call the high school, and uh, find out uh, what tours are available. Great. I know a lot of, uh, you know, adult groups like to find outings and things like that to take. This is a great outing, that's for sure. Get started early in the morning and uh, get out there and see the Cranberry Boys. And, of course, next week. It's World Dairy Expo down in Madison. We'll be down there for part of that. So, uh, again, a lot of folks from our area will be taking their dairy cattle down to World Dairy Expo. Looking forward to that. So, uh, again, lots going on around the area. So, uh, again, get your schedule up to date and get her done. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, we've got 42 degrees out here. We've got a high today, only about 56, but it will be a nice day. Down, now we're going to freeze tonight, 33 around here. So, you know, down in the Otoma, Black River Falls, some of the coolies, it's going to get cold, probably down into the upper 20s overnight. And then Wednesday, it'll be partly cloudy, 58. Thursday, 64. Friday, 68. 70 on Saturday, 68 on Sunday, Monday. No rain in this forecast for at least a week. So, uh, again, the corn salad should come off. And safety first, because it is so important. We're still in September. Safety week was last week, but uh, September is safety month. So make sure you do it safely. You shouldn't have to be in too big a hurry. It's not like you got to beat the gully-washing rain. So take your time and do it safely, because we don't want to have those farm accidents uh, Five seconds of uh, not thinking can cause a lifetime of agony, that's for sure. If you're going to work on those machines, shut them down. All right, we've got 13 minutes before uh, 6 o'clock. Jill, let's go to markets. Where do we want to go first? Let's go to the Sparta Equity and hear from Hut Eman. 
fed cattle selling steady today. With the high yielding choice beef steers and heifers, 147 to 156. The choice and select beef steers and heifers, 136 to 146. The dairy cross steers, 130 to 144. The high yielding choice Holstein steers, 136 to 144. With a top of 146.50. The choice and select beef steers and heifers, 125 to 135. With the unfinished steers, heifers, and heavy steers, 124 and down. Cow market steady with the high yielding cows, 80 to 90. With the top of 95. The cutters and utilities, 64 to 79 with the low yielding and canner cows 63 and down organic market today with results from the september 26 auction with the lower market with most organic cows bringing 90 to 105 the thin and small cows 69 to 89 with the organic steers and heifers 110 to 120 bull market lower with most bulls bringing 80 to 90 with the thin full and bulls over a ton discounted at 79 and down calves today sold by the pound with the steady market with 80 percent of the holstein bull calves bringing from 90 to 170 the quality holstein heifer calves 30 cents to a dollar the quality beef calves 220 to 370 with a light and poor quality calves 10 to 60 cents per pound. Just a reminder, our next sale will be Wednesday, September 28th, starting at 10 a.m., starting with fed cattle, followed by bulls, cows, and calves. This is Hot Aiming at Equity Livestock in Sparta with this marketing update, and we thank you for your business. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Ten minutes to six here at Wax. Let's get over to the Equity Stratford Barn this morning. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Good morning, Jerry. How you doing? Well, Bob, and a good morning to you. Uh, we're doing good. It's uh, just some nice fall weather here, and uh, weather forecast looks really good for harvesting and stuff. So, uh, although in certain parts of the world there, there's plenty of moisture in the ground, I went down to the woods yesterday for a little bit, and uh well, it was pretty windy. I didn't do much, but uh, it's uh, there's plenty of moisture. I would say for a while around here, anyway. Yeah, there is. That's for sure. Yeah, I imagine it's kind of moist in the woods. Well, let's uh, get an update. So uh, it's Tuesday. What's been going on yesterday, and uh, what do you expect for today over there at Stratford? Bob, I'll do that. Thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. A summary from yesterday, Monday here at Equity Stratford. We'll start with the market cow auction yesterday. Cows fully steady yesterday. High-yielding fleshy, TMR-fed Holstein cows and top-quality beef cows selling yesterday from 78 to 95. We topped out yesterday at 97. Uh, most of the cows in yesterday's auction sold between 60 and 77. Thinner cows, like carcass cows, below 60. On the bull trade yesterday, better quality bulls selling mostly from 93 to $1.10, lighter bulls below 90. Uh, and on the calf market yesterday, steady market on the bull calves, those good quality, uh, 90 to 130-pound Holstein bull calves selling mostly from 85 to 185, topping at 190. Uh, most of the heifer calves are between 25 and 55. Uh, beef calves yesterday also very strong, 175 to 375. Uh, those did top at $400. And we'll have update on the fed cattle. Uh, those, most of those are sold here at Stratford on tomorrow's sale. But we are at Tuesday today. We start this morning at 10 o'clock with the hay and bedding auction. Again, we have a very large consignment, a large uh, amount of hay for you guys today. Uh, again, we got small squares. We do have a consignment of small squares of third crop. A lot of round bales today. Most of those are going to be second crop. And we also have large square bales of both third and second crop. So uh, good selection of hay. That'll be at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. We move to the uh, market auction. We sell organic market cows. Organic market cows at 11. Then we'll go to the regular market cows. And uh, tomorrow our sale does start around 10. Uh, full marketing day tomorrow, including uh, market auction and uh, fed cattle, as I mentioned. And uh, feeder cattle today, or tomorrow rather, will be at noon. And we want them... 
just mentioned, one week from tomorrow, October 5th, special bred beef cow sale here at Stratford. Also, we'll be selling breeding bulls, so if you've got uh, folks got cows to consign, let us know. We'll put them on the list for you again. Special bread beef cow sale next Wednesday, October 5th. Bob, that's what we have this morning. I'll send her back to you, and uh, nice day out. You got big plans for today, Bob? Well, we got a lot of work we got to get done here, so uh, we've got plans, people to talk to, and uh, things to catch up on, get ready for Dairy Expo. So uh, we're busy, Jerry, that's for sure, just like you are. You have a good one. We'll talk to you in the morning. You bet. Notice I did not bring up the football game. No, I don't blame you. <laughs> We're not going to either, that's for sure. Packers, not bad. Badgers, uh, not so good. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Board of Trade yesterday as we look at our markets, courtesy of Synergy Co-op in the Ridgeland area. Board of Trade yesterday was down a stronger dollar, interest rate increases, harvest pressure putting, well, putting the market in a lower status. But overnight, they did come back a little bit. December corn up three cents this morning, 669. The oats at 383. December wheat up eight to nine cents at 866 a bushel. November soybeans up 13 at 1424. Meal up $2 a ton, $419.50. Country elevator prices. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connorsville location. Corn's at 609 with soybeans at 1354. Doomer's grain of home and corn's at 608 with soybeans at 1355. On the DTN screen, Golden Plump, corn today, 614 a bushel. Baldwin, 610. Beans, 1344. Duran, corn, $6 even. Beans at 1334. Mondovi, 605 with the beans at 1344. Elmwood, 610 and 1349. Fall Creek, the corn's down to five ninety five with the beans at thirteen nineteen. Osseo corn six fifteen a bushel, beans thirteen forty nine, Elk Mound six fifteen and thirteen fifty two. The high corn price is at Melrose Farm Service in Sparta, six sixty seven a bushel. Soybeans thirteen forty five. Ellsworth corn is five ninety, beans thirteen nineteen at the ethanol plants, Boyceville. Corn six twenty five, Stanley six nineteen, New Richmond six seventeen. Barrel cheese down a penny yesterday, two seventeen and a half. Blocks up a nickel at two oh one. Butter unchanged, three thirteen and one quarter cent a pound. September class three nineteen eighty seven. October down eight at twenty eighty two. November down forty at twenty thirty. December down twenty six at twenty seventeen. And uh, January down thirty one at twenty oh eight. And that's the way the markets look as uh, twenty dollar milk about through next August. Once again, a partly cloudy day today, and we're looking for about fifty six, forty two right now. But again, cover the plants tonight. It's going to get in the thirties, maybe even the twenties. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report, available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi and the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.